y'all. I'm Erin Bagwell. And I'm Diana Matthews. Welcome to Feminist Wednesday's Beaver Talk, the podcast where we give Hollywood unsolicited advice about feminism. In our world, all millennial women identify as feminists. Skater girls are the unsung heroes of summer. And I'm the official spokesperson for The Last OG. Join us as we deep dive into all the things that fire us up about film and television, the glorious, the misogynistic, and the groundbreaking. This is Beaver Beaver Talk. Talk. You liked that last one, didn't you? <laughs> oh my God. I feel like I like slurred my words into this episode. I feel like I'm like sliding in here like a little snake. Oh, well, Maybe? welcome. Welcome, <laughs> Diana the snake. Oh my goodness. Welcome to You're so official with your notes and your tarot cards. I just and- wrote them on this. We're being hosted so lovingly by Ken in his apartment. We're usually in a studio, but we're getting the five-star treatment we really are we've had pizza pizza. popcorn the last time we were here i was eating tim tams excuse me you had a thin mint no i had tim tams too because i didn't know what they were what the heck is a tim tam is it not tim tam diana what are you talking about (laughs) the girl scout cookies um yeah i had a thin mint and i a tag along a tag (laughs) what the hell did you call it we're gonna revoke your yeah, Your American status. That's fine. You can do that any day now. Please don't. JK. Um, I feel like I'm like delirious. Did you hear this thing that only half a millennial women identify as feminists? Can you even believe that? Where's everybody's brain? What does that even who released that? Where does that come from? You know, it would have been a good idea to write down the source, <laughs> but I did not do that. <laughs> well, isn't that wild? Bullshit. It's crazy. It's interesting. So what's going on there? Like why, like what's, what is it? Do they just have I think no it's privileged white women who are like, do we, are, I it's think more we're okay. That. It's more than that because was that just white women they pulled? Because I don't feel like this is, I feel like that's definitely part of it, but I feel like there is something much bigger happening where I almost feel like the movement is becoming so fragmented and so um confused that it's like they don't even know what it means to be feminist they don't mm. even know what the word like there's too much judgmental energy and they're like i'm out of here i'm not yeah. even gonna bother with this right and i feel like everyone I hear you you know we're in such a like heated 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 client like climate right now and i feel like girls are maybe scared to even tread into the waters of joining feminist circles that they feel like they're going to be judged or they feel like they're coming at it the wrong way so right. it's like what's the point we're eating each other yeah. All right, then. Well, I guess the show's over. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's so... You and I have talked about this before. We talked about this in uh, an earlier episode with the Aziz Ansari story mm-hmm. um, and how there was kind of this cannibalization that started to happen. It didn't fully happen, which is great, but statistics like this are very concerning. Yeah, for sure. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I can't speak to, um, I didn't, that's all I have in my notes. Again, sorry, I didn't write more. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I think people are, I I still think that there's a group of women who think like it's fine. Mm -hmm. And I think that that really speaks volumes to where we're at and how people are looking at the current administration and 
there's definitely a group of people who think like everything's cool with what's going on and where we're at and what's happening. I also wonder if maybe they're just getting tripped up on the term. Yes. Because I feel like you cannot. Ugh, I'm not even going to finish that sentence. Yes. I like there are many people who don't identify as feminist, but. Well, I mean, and are. you'd be surprised how many screenings I go to that people go. Now, can you explain it to us? Yeah. Will you talk about it? Will well, you yeah. name what it is? Because I do think, yeah, you're right. There is a huge. Um, and I don't. But the thing is, is I see that with my mom's generation. Mm-hmm. I don't see that with millennial women. But maybe it's still carrying on. The patriarchal church is, is flooding the streets as well. I worry about this a lot. It's funny. I was actually thinking coming to the studio this morning. And by the studio, I mean Kent's living room. Um I was thinking about like, what is up with feminism right now? Like, what is going on? Where are mm. we at? What's happening? Because I feel like while you and I were going to a ton of, sc- you're still going to a ton of screens, but while, while we were working on Dream Girl every day and while we were like, you know, so in the community and meeting women all the time, sure, I c- felt like I had like a bit of an ear to the ground and I felt like I was kind of a part of the conversations that were taking place. Yeah. Whereas I feel like I've been a little bit out of it this summer and I think... You know, in so many ways, that statistic about 50% of millennial women not identifying as feminist is like so disheartening. And then at the same time, I think, well, have we just, are we cannibalizing our own? Are we being too judgmental of one another and not taking care to bring women in in a loving way that everybody feels supported? Literally what feminism is about, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think there's you have to be a little bit of a certain kind of person to want to investigate, to do the work, to figure it out. And I do think that people are, I think, afraid to be politically incorrect and don't even want to bother with it. So I could see that being part of it, that people are lazy and don't want to do the work. Yeah. But I also deeply understand and see that people have this attachment to the feminazi, to the mm-hmm. man-hating. And that that association with the word is so strong that it is really hard to shake that. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're in a privileged position and, you know, I, I do think it's also easy to turn a blind eye to why mm-hmm. maybe, you know, not only do you need to be aware of the term and how it can serve you, but how it definitely can serve, you know, people who are more marginalized. Absolutely. Yeah. None of us is equal to all of us is equal. Amen, sister. Whew. Um, on that note, how are you doing? How are your notes? How what have you been watching? What have you been reading? Well, as you've reading. been as you've <laughs> been brought that up. watching my Instagram stories, I've been live streaming the Tracy Morgan's The Last OG show that has been filming in front of my house. Yeah. For the last week. And it's been so fun to see Tracy and Tiffany Haddish and Redman just doing the work, you know, <laughs> and seeing all the people it takes to put this show together has been really fun. And um, so I've been enjoying observing that really never seen the show. Mm-hmm. Feel like now I've got a real insider's glance on what's going on. Um and it's been fun. What have you been watching and reading? I feel like my television is at a bit of a stagnation, and I will admit publicly that I've gone back to the Kardashians. Tell me more. Well, I mean, I had a, a really slow day today and was feeling very burnt out. I've had company after company in my house and just haven't had a moment to really breathe. And I was like, you know, let me check in with my girls. Season 15, what are we doing? 
And to be honest, I was like, do I even care anymore? We've talked about this. I'm like, but then, you know, one frame in and you're back in with the gals. It's like the family is back. Um, And there's quite a plot line happening with Courtney and her going through something that she is blaming on the girls that is not about the girls. So it's interesting. What's she going through? What's she blaming on them? We don't know. Oh. They're doing like this whole family therapy thing because she's lashing out her sisters. Her and Courtney are the best of friends. They're not speaking. She has a new boyfriend. There's a lot of transition with Scott and things are- Scott's still a part of this? Oh yeah, baby. Oh my God, these people. He's the father of her three children. He's always around. I cannot. Isn't he dating a 10 year old? He is, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) R.I.P. R.I.P. who? To his sense of sanity. I don't know. But oh anyway, I'm, I, I'm back in and that's where I'm at. But Dang. I feel like there's not a lot of, I feel like there's so much on TV that I just like can't commit to watching anything serious right now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just finished Sharp Objects, which it's is like, a, yeah, so much. Wow. 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 Yeah. Is that a, it's not really a summer it's not a summer show, and I'm really interested that HBO did this to all of us because <laughs> I feel personally wounded by it. Um, but it was crazy. I feel like it's a very slow burn. Did they shift focus back to the women? I remember last oh, time. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. The ending is incredible. Great. People are frustrated, though. Like, I read about it online afterward because I could not stop thinking about the ending. Mm-hmm. And I think the slow burn that was like the first, oh my God, four or five episodes. Wow, that's a lot to really build in. such a disservice to what they have there. You know, like I feel like the story kind of got convoluted to a point where it's like, I loved the ending, but I think a lot of people were like, who cares? Like yeah, they were yeah. like, holy cow, like did you ever not bring us to, like you, we were not with you with right. this. And I think that, Jean-Marc Vallée, who also did Big Little Lies, directed this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, it's coming up with some flack for sure from people just being like way too, way too slow, way too convoluted. Right. Um, but incredible star power with Patricia Clarkson, Amy Adams. I wish I could remember the girl's name who played Emma, but um, so good. I mm. loved it. Speaking of HBO, did you see the Serena Williams? No. No? Should not I? In- not interested? No. Okay. I know a lot of people love it. I have I cried it. through the whole first episode. I thought it was incredible. I saw the first five minutes and I was not into it. Not for you. Well, you're not giving But maybe birth. I'm like not in the place. Yeah. yeah maybe I'm fine. just not in the place. Yeah. Having said that, I know a lot of my friends who are also not giving birth. That liked it? That liked it. So... Well, you know, I don't know what to tell you, Diana. I I mean, the first episode, the first two episodes are very, are great. And then I think it gets a little bit, they shy away from her power in a way that kind of annoyed Mm. me. And I thought it got a little female empowery. But my God, she is, she continues to be like a real force of nature. Hmm. I'm just really proud of her. Oh, I like that. I love her. I'm watching Insecure. Season three. For some reason, as we're talking about HBO, I was kicked off of my, I don't know if because my Roku restarted and I cannot get into Insecure. Uh Uh-oh. And I, that's, I have no excuse and I feel. We'll figure it out. I know, I gotta, I'm, I'm working on it. So you know how you and I talked when we first started this podcast, we talked about how the thing we love about the show is that Molly and Issa hold so much space for each other Mm -hmm. and it's like they let each other fuck up and they let each other like be total messes. 
Yes. That is in full form this season, and I love it so much. Wow. It opens, so season three opens with Issa sleeping on Daniel's couch because she lost her apartment and is working her crappy job, and, like, he, she asked him, and he said yes, basically, of, like, can I stay with you till I get my feet back under Oh, boy. So, of course, they start sleeping in the same bed together because the couch is just so uncomfortable. And, like, you hear Issa saying all of this to Molly and Molly's face just through the... Like, it's gold. She's just letting her... She's like, have mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Like, I see you. Wow, I wow, know wow. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It is delightful. I am loving the two girls this season. It's Amazing. very fun. They have such a great dynamic. Yeah, they do. I really need to get it together. Yeah, you do. You need to figure out that HBO. I know. Are you watching anything else good? Yeah. Another thing I saw that was great was Skate Kitchen, which is about a girl gang of skateboarders. There's a ghost in the house. We have ghosts in our house. Ah! Scary. (laughs) All right. All right. We're about to be killed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's called Skate Kitchen, and it's really, so it's about this group of girls who are skateboarders in Manhattan. And the one girl is like an outsider. She lives. Is it a documentary narrative? No, it's a narrative. And she lives with her mom in Queens, like deep Queens. So she constantly has to lie and like say she's going to like be at the library or she's going to like do other stuff. What she's really doing is staying up all night and hanging out with these incredible girls. I wonder if we should do an episode about this because Sal (sighs) is like obsessed with girls who are skateboarders. In a weird, like, he's, like, always sending me, like, girls that are skateboarding, and I'm like, okay. I mean, he sends me a lot of memes in general, but. I would love to do an episode about it. He's, like, really into it. It's so profound about the girls, like, 18, 18, 19, and it's such a, like, statement on it's okay to fuck up with people. It's okay to, like, stumble in order to walk. It's okay to, like, you know go through a few iterations of friends before you actually find your people. And she's just the responsibility this girl shelves on her shoulders of like, I have to be perfect. I have to show up for everybody all the time. I have to like be there for my friends no matter what. Like it's just, it's I identified with her so much and it's mm. like such an incredible, beautiful movie about like finding your tribe cool. and like letting that be is journey. it being shown like everywhere? Is no, it like an indie flick? It's super indie. And all the girls are skateboarders. Like there's hardly any actresses in it. So oh. it's like uh Jaden Smith is in it. He plays one of the boys. Lovely. And yeah, a round just, table it's favorite. directed by a woman. It's directed by um Crystal Mosell. Mosell? We're gonna say it's Mosell. But yeah, it's Amazing. great. It's delightful. Very cool. Really, really loved it. It was like a surprise to me because I had no idea what it was. And we went and saw it. You movie kids. I know. We're seeing it all. Crazy kids. Crazy kids. Any other good summer flicks out there? I saw Hearts Beat Loud. I don't know what that is. It's with Nick Offerman. Oh, and his daughter. daughter. You were the one. I said this looks like garbage. And you were like, I like (laughs) that we're showing men taking more parenting roles. And I was like, what are you saying to me right now? Well, I knew I wasn't going to have to watch it. Oh. I wasn't. (laughs) It was a it was movie. Great. <laughs> I there loved it. And I feel like I couldn't. I feel like I didn't want to like impede the Do you glow. like Nick Offerman? No, not really. There you go. 
I don't love him. That, then I think that's and all really you need to know. And it really played off of you needing to love him in order to watch this It's his this story. Movie. Correct. Uh-huh. What do you mean it's his story? Well, it's he's leading this narrative, I'm assuming. Oh, I thought the about was like autobiographical. I need to stop writing my notes in handwriting because I can't read a goddamn thing I put on that paper. Really? <laughs> but um, the girl in it is phenomenal and she's a superstar and I can't wait. She's also an easy and she's just a really, really amazing actress. So she was a star for me in that. Very cool. But yeah, it's been a little bit of a, it's been a weird summer for finding stuff I love. Yeah. I feel also like we need to start watching Killing Eve. Yes. Where is it being know. shown? Yeah, see, I can't. We need to do a Google I can't or with something. things that are so good that aren't being shown anywhere it drives me crazy yeah i mean i'm sure i have access to it with my cable password yeah you and your cable passwords <sighs> don't be hating what else are you watching um i finished claws how was it nisi nash um i'm deeply obsessed with her <laughs> and it's great and it why took is it a great? real turn like tell me about this show and why it's great what do you love about it well, it's about four gals who work in a nail salon but are really in charge of laundering money for a drug lord. And in the first season, it's all about their relationship to the drug lord and trying to get power. And then in the second season, it's about a Russian mob, basically, that comes in and takes over. And so she ends up working for the Russians. And the lead Russian woman plays like a demented Sheryl Sandberg mob lord. So she says like all these lean in quotes about like, <laughs> you know, uh, what's Nisi Nash's character's name? I don't know, but she'll say like, you need to lean into the table and like <laughs> about like drugs and like laundering and cocaine. And it's just, it's hysterical. That's and she, the Russian lady has written like a, a lean in book that like she makes everybody read. And it's like this really demented feminism and it's hysterical. And I think the sense of humor that the show brings to these women's experiences is so delightful. Um, and it's a perfect summer watch because it's they're in Florida. They're wearing like Gucci. They're wearing like flamboyant colors and textures and their nail. They work in a nail salon. Their nails are crazy. Just the fashion in the show like the one guy roller like never wears an actual shirt. Like it's always like mesh or like an open shirt with a chain, but is like built, like has body, yaddy, yaddy. And it's like, it's so great. Like, it's just a fun. <laughs> Every time you say body, yaddy, yaddy, I cannot. <laughs> I just picture your mom. You do? I feel like that's something she My would mother say. would say? I don't know. It's a drag race term, but I'm sure Mary Alice would be down. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah, it's uh, it's such a fun show. And it's never too heavy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they dip into the violence here or there, but it's it's a real, like, PG show that's so fun to watch. And Nisi Nash is, I mean, I'd literally watch, and I have watched all of her shows. She's yeah. a superstar. Oh, I love it. Is Empire still on? God, you know, praying for Empire. They really jumped the shark quite early in the season. Oh. And I watch everything, and I was like, I can't continue with this relationship oh my god if you lose Aaron Bagwell you have really gone <sighs> off the twist I know it just it was so we lost all the grounding of the characters oh and it I but the first season is great love it did you ever see the first season yeah I watched the first season well, that's all you need to see yeah I feel like I did it I feel yeah. like it was perfect you did it and I don't you gotta move on else. yeah 
What else is going on? Um, well, I went to Ireland with my family. Oh yeah, that little thing. How was that? Um, we had a little trouble getting there, but once we got there, it was great. My dad did such a good um job of just like organizing the trip. We it was like a whirlwind. We like got off the plane and it was like, okay, we're gonna do these three tours. And it was like, okay, like just all happening. Um, and really fun and just like a nice little getaway. Ireland is very cold. Yeah. It's very very cold. Yeah. Yeah. Which I was not expecting. What um what was your favorite thing that you saw or did? Um it's a good question. So Sal's grandfather is from a town that starts with a C, whose name I can't remember. But anyway, he was like, I would love to go to this town that my you know, if we're because we were close, we were like near um, Galway and he was like maybe a 15 minute drive. And my dad was like, well, you should we should at least drive through, you know, so you can see, you know, the town or whatever. That would be cool. Like we've come all this way. And so in the morning, him and I and then my parents got into our van and we went to this little town and it was literally like a nothing town. Like there were, you know, maybe five window shops and then like a historical center Mm -hmm. and so we stopped at the historical center and it turns out that this um town was known for mining marble and like the rock and they have this 500 million year old marble that's green that like the town is known for and we got to see the whole workshop of this you know space that had been there for you know, forever. And it was just like a really cool, you know, when you like stumble upon something and you're like, this is exactly what I wanted it to be. And we couldn't have planned it and stuff like that. Um, So that was really cool. That was one of my favorite days of just, and I think it was neat for Sal to experience. For sure. That's amazing. Our Italian was the most Irish person. Sal Mastricola (laughs) is our most Irish uh, traveler among us. That was pretty funny. Cool. I love that. That's yeah. Amazing. You guys were there for a week? Yeah, like five or six days. That's awesome. Yeah. Love it. And the cliffs and more were very cool too. Yeah, those are so beautiful. That was such a, like, it's very, really hits you in the face, mm-hmm. that view. Mm-hmm. Really, uh, Ireland is levels so you. magical. Like, it's just so, like, everything is like, there's a song or a poem or a story or a fable to every single thing you come across in that country. Yeah. I will also say that the, um, oh, we had a tour guide in Dingle who took us to a graveyard, um, which sounds really morbid, and it was quite intense emotionally, um, but it was really fabulous to have him, like, talk about the the really intense history and the way that people had been forgotten. Um, That was really beautiful too. Ugh, amazing. Yeah. Island. Now I'm feeling like we talked about this already on air. No. You don't think we did? No, we haven't seen, we haven't recorded since the end of a while ago before you left. All right. Well, we've talked about it in person. I apologize to people if they've, you haven't, you haven't. All right. Maybe I'm having a deja vu. (laughs) That's so Raven moment. Did you not watch that so Raven? I never did. You just stared at me like dead man. I know. Stare. I wasn't sure how to react. It's <laughs> like, uh oh. I never did watch it. Did you? Yeah, of course. That's so Raven. 
I don't even know. We're gonna the theme get sued song. by Disney. Wow. The end. <laughs> I really we didn't have Disney on the army basis. I and had it so in Canada, you had it on the army base. No, I'm telling you, we did not. My family uh, totally missed Disney. It took crock. like many years for us to get in the know of what the hell was going on. I love it. Yeah. Sorry. You have so many notes on your list. What else are you doing? I know. I just have like weird news things Tell to me. share. Um, the, you know, the French people are fining uh, cat collars 750 euros. The French people? Like you mean in France they're fining yeah, people? Yeah, the government. Okay. They're fining it. Cool. Um, it's now legal to breastfeed in all 50 states in case you wanted to do that. In public? Yeah. Or just generally? It's like- I mean, again, no sources on any of these notes. <laughs> I'm assuming breastfeeding in public. Yeah, I'm, yeah, of course. You can breastfeed in your house. Um, isn't that insane? I, yeah. Hey, by the way, go ahead and do that thing. The to thing keep people that's alive. keeping your baby alive? Yeah. Oh, fuck off. Um. This is cool. Christine Hallquist is a transgender woman. She won the Vermont um, governor's primary. Yeah, I heard. Suck on that, Trump. Incredible. I love it. So cool. Yeah. Good things are happening. Oh, we talked about stupid millennials. Um, <laughs> other things to note. I listened to the Reva McIntyre. Did I tell you this already? Yeah. <laughs> but please tell her, her ma- buddies. Her master class about like her life and basically when she hit like a plateau in her career and her record label was like you're over and her husband was kind of like you're over like you should move on to do something else she was like great like and now we're getting divorced and like I'm gonna continue to be a superstar and like you're either on board or you're not and this is what it is this and this is, like is what I'll history. always be doing I didn't know this story no 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 I just meant like Reba's been around forever I, I know like but she opened the 70s <laughs> Oprah just released it. I love it. No, it's so good. I am a big Reba fan. Yeah, what do you like about her? Because I'm like... She's fucking Reba McIntyre. What's not to like? That she's a Kentucky Fried Chicken spokesperson? Now that is upsetting. (laughs) That... Well, we talked about it. She was on my prayer list. I don't know what that was or is. She's not still doing that, is she? I have no idea what she's doing in her life. (sighs) Oh. Not great. The other one, Trisha Yearwood's doing like a cooking show. Did Who's you know that? that? Who's Trisha Yearwood? Never mind, Diana. Let's <laughs> move on. <laughs> what else is happening? Nothing, but I'm a little curious about this tarot deck you have. Oh, we'll get to it. I need you to get to it. Um, let's see. What else? Um, okay. This is something that we've talked about <laughs> off air before, but I feel like Disney is brainwashing women to think that loud, bossy, and fabulous ambitious woman makes them evil like all of the like really all the women in Disney movies that have personalities are like the villains and then all of the like the little doe characters who are just like falling in love they don't they're not like doing anything or being radical in any kind of way just saying this like are you just realizing this (laughs) I don't know why I wrote it in my notes and I'm upset about it (laughs) I don't know why I'm thinking about it but I feel like we should make like they should almost do like a once upon a time that's just female villains that are oh like my God. that are like crushing it. Do I've you know been what wanting a villain movie for so wouldn't that be long. so good? And like, I'm not even talking Maleficent because they made Maleficent. It should be like a 42 so episode oh. like ABC series where we oh. just show the villains living their best lives. We've got Cruella. We could have Maleficent. Yeah. Who else is really good? Ursula. Ursula. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Can you imagine an Ursula character in Can real life? Ursula is like a sassy, oh. like 
twenty something, like too good. Oh my god, they can all live in Brooklyn. Yes, how fun! It would be the best. Yeah, Ursula yeah. can live in the Guanas Canal. Else is good. <laughs> <laughs> she asked you. She said Guanas Canal. <laughs> would she really be a sea monster? She is a sea monster. <laughs> Who are you right oh now? Oh my gosh. Who else is a good villain? Oh, well, now we're just putting it on the spot. Can you think of anyone else? Oh, Any the, other lady oh my dogs? God. We can get the we can get the queen from, or yeah, we can get the sorcerer from um, Beauty and the Beast who like turns him into the beast. The we witch? Also get, yeah. We can she also wasn't really get, that fleshed out of a character. Okay. We can flesh her out. All right. <laughs> Um, we can also get the mean queen from Snow White, who's obsessed with herself and how she looks. I'm having trouble picturing that woman. <laughs> she the has one like in the, the mirror? Yeah. The mirror on the wall. Yeah, I'm having a trouble. Oh, she's the one that, with the black. The like, high collar, the black cape, like, cape. overlay, the mm-hmm. t- gold tiara. Okay. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> I've pictured, um, who's the woman from House of Cards? Robin Wright playing her. Okay. That just came to me. I want Robin Wright to play everybody always. What's going on with House of Cards? I'm worried about House of Cards. I'm not. I mean, this is the death nail, is it not? I mean, it is their last season. Right. For sure. It doesn't matter how this is. It's not going to be what it was. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'll watch it. I absolutely will watch it. I just, it sucks because we've been waiting for so long for her to get the desk. Do you know why it feels weird? Is because this isn't, they didn't write it for us. Yeah. This is a happenstance that we got this situation. So it's almost like a half. It feels like we weren't, we didn't earn this. Well, everybody's already one foot out the door while they're making it. So it's like she got the Oval Office at the end of the last season. And now it's like, like who really cares about this they know the viewership's going to be down they know like all the things so they're not going to try it'd be amazing if they did but we know it's not going to be fully formed right 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 you know i think that's what's so depressing about it to me that's a bummer yeah i'm depressed now yeah i'm gonna think about reba mcintyre again <laughs> I feel uh, like I have no other notes because I literally don't even I couldn't even tell you what I have been watching or doing with my time. Also, we never ever talked about glow. We need to do an episode about it. Okay. I feel yes. like it feels like so long ago now. No, because everybody's still catching up on it. My roommate's still watching it. Really? Yes. People get it together. No, don't, because then we're not gonna be relevant <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I feel like I might have to rewatch it. You want to do an episode about yes. it? Yes. This is really think? more of a Beaver Talk meeting than a Beaver Talk <laughs> episode. What do you think of Mark Maron? I like Mark Maron. Mm-hmm. Do you ever listen to his podcast? <laughs> Can't. Why are you laughing? It's funny the way you asked that. Burning bridges with Aaron Bagwell. No, I like Mark Maron. Do I think do he's an like actor? Her? That's the question. He's playing himself. Yes, it's he fine. Is. But isn't is he? I guess what? we'll get into it. <laughs> I don't even know what just happened. All right, pick a card. I want to pick a card. Who All are we right, so for today? Um, maybe Kent can assist us here in figuring out. Someone wrote us a review on iTunes. Obviously, it was glowing. One last thing to bring up as a positive note. Uh-oh. Julia Louis-Dreyfus had breast cancer, and- got surgery, beat it, and is filming the final season yes, of Veep right now. Yes, Veep. Amazing. Love it's it. Going to be great. So proud of that woman. Thank you, Kent, for that 
uplifting thought. <laughs> She's the only reason to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> I thought I was the cranky one at the beginning of this episode, and I think we flipped the deck. Yeah, we've we've shared. Okay, we're pulling for our one reviewer. Our mystery reviewer. <laughs> oh my reviewer. god, don't make it sound so sad. <laughs> we have one reviewer. So I have promised our listeners, if you write us a review on iTunes, I will give you a tarot reading. And my lovely husband went on tour. Actually, we should plug his album. Oh, yeah. It's just released, Tiny Sound in the Dark. You can listen to it on Spotify and iTunes and Nap- Napster or whatever. And Available on he Napster. came into the house from being on tour and said, have I got a gift for you? And gave me this tarot pack, which is all just cats. It's a cat. I'll take a photo of it. It's a cat tarot pack. And all of the decks have just different cats doing. This is truly beautiful. Cat things. What a beautiful gift. So we're going to have a special oh beaver God. talk deck. Cat. And Diana, you can do the honors of picking the card. Okay. This one. I'm going to we'll take the card. Sp- oh, my God. There's cat eyes on all the backs of it. I got the six of cups. Okay. I'll look at And we have a kitty. What it looks like. We have two cats who are black and white. Um, lying in a field of what appears to be wildflowers, looking very well. The one cat looks like he's consoling the other cat. Is that right? I mean, whatever. Oh, he looks like he's kind of making how his, beautiful. Yeah, They're like cuddling in a field of flowers. Yeah, but he like looks kind of downtrodden. The one. Oh cat. yeah, one is taking care of the other. Yeah. Who's? Do we have a username for our reviewer? Kent's gonna look it up, and I'm gonna give this anonymous person their reading while we know. Tell me about the Six of Cups. All right. Picture yourself, listener, (laughs) in a wild field being cradled by a tuxedo cat while you're listening. The Six of Cups signifies nostalgia and happy memories. This card refers to a sentimental remembrance of things of the past. These pleasant and comforting memories can be used to better your future to build on. Knowing that you have been happy in the past will enhance your ability to be happy in the future. You're experiencing emotions connected to your past that will shed light on your future. You are feeling calm and collected about past events, putting them into perspective and beginning to understand how they can bring a future renewal. Love. So it seems like the past cat is really helping the future cat to figure its stuff out in this beautiful field. So sweet. And I love them all with their flowers. Do we have a username? No. It's an anonymous person, but we're sending you love and we thank you so much for writing a review on iTunes. And Betty's, if you want your own cat reading, all you got to do is add a little review. Tell us what you think of the podcast. Love it. Diana will pull you a card and we'll pick from this Calico Cat deck and let them know what's up. On a final thought, I just have to say there are two really exciting documentaries coming out. One is about MIA, the rapper. Mm Mm-hmm. The other is about Joan Jett, and it's called Bad Reputation. And I can't wait for both of them. I just feel like women in music need to be celebrated in a big way, and I'm very excited for what's about to happen. Also, Ruby Rose as gay Batwoman. I know. I mean, more superhero stuff. We can't be flooded enough with it. But it's fantastic. I like Ruby Rose. I do, too. That should be really cool. Yeah. Amazing. We got to greenlight our villain movie now. Or TV series. We really need like 
300 episodes. Yeah, I think we need, like, ish. 300 ish, I feel like, give or take. I mean, if Once Upon a Time can churn out so many. Yeah, you need to watch that show. We gotta walk on their shoes. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks for spending your Feminist Wednesday with us. Thanks, Ken, for opening up your home and your Lego 007 cars to our amusement. And Betty's, if you like what you're hearing or if you want us to watch a show for you or if you want to just tell us what's emotionally going on with you at the media right now. I'd love to do like an advice episode. People should email us. Yes. Any questions, concerns, thoughts. Or if you have your own thoughts about feminism and like want to share them with us and kind of give us some insight into the other 50%, I would love to know what is on your brain. So email us at beavertalkpodcast at gmail.com. Happy Feminist Wednesday. Hey guys, I'm Lissa Mandel. I'm Philip Cassell. And we're here from The The Bitch Bitch Seat, the podcast. It's an interview show where we talk to guests about the horrible and beautiful parts of their youth. We like to think of it as an adult talk show and tell. A grown-up show and tell. There you go. Like that. So for a teaser, here's some magnetic poetry that I wrote on my fridge when I was 12. Hit it, Phil. Dreams of whispered music felt snow white and lathered me in delirious symphonies. The ache within is black and bitter. A thousand frantic shadows scream and chant bitterly. I sleep on a lake of a thousand diamonds. You were 12? Yeah, I was way ahead of my time. Fair enough. Tune in. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!